say this week we just do our top 10 guitar solos. <laughs> love that. Love that. Comfortably numb. Comfortably numb. That's a good one, too. But man, I love that one, the Stones. But you know what? This week, it's not about sympathy for the devil. It's about appreciation for the devil, at least on screen. This yeah, is our- watch watch what you say, because, you know, <laughs> I don't want let a Thunderbolt's coming down or no, anything. No, no. We're just saying. No, no, no. This is all about on screen. our top five on-screen devils for this week. That's and right. And we have a good reason for that. Welcome. This is the Fright Club podcast. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, and we are from madwolf.com. And yeah, this is the perfect uh, lead-up to our next Fright Club live event, which is coming up on Wednesday the 9th. Yep, uh, we're going to show Shaitan. I'm so excited about this. Actually, it's, uh, it's here in Columbus, Ohio, at the Gateway Film Center, uh, and it's the first time this film has actually screened theatrically in Columbus, so we're very, very excited to bring it. Very excited. So if you're in the central Ohio area, please... Uh, please come down. Uh, 6.30, we start the happy hour. We got the great beer. We got some great eats, and we got some uh, some very fun prizes. I'm procuring some concert tickets as we speak. That's all we can say about it right now. <laughs> but it should be good. We always have a great time. And I think everybody is looking forward to this one, Shaitan. So, uh, yeah, so at 8 o'clock, the movie ends pools. Right. Uh, uh, and if you're curious as to the connection between that and this podcast, Shaitan is the French word for Satan. Yeah, see, it's all one big right. circle of... I would say death. life, but they, death might be better. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but you know what? We have to take care of uh, something because right, it was, it was a sad news note. I'm sure you heard about Wes Craven, and this happened just when we were posting last week's podcast. Yeah, we so we didn't already, get a chance to talk about it. Yeah, but, we had already recorded it, so we didn't get a chance to mention it. And you know, um, uh, you know, oh my God, what a what a huge influence yeah. and just huge. I think it's it's it's. I mean, you know, he's obviously a big name and he's and he's got a lot of credits to his to his name. But I think it's easy to understate exactly how influential his films. I mean, it, periodically he would produce a film that would absolutely and entirely change the trajectory of horror films oh, forever. Yes, yes. Beginning with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and I think even more importantly, like something that you could see the, the ripple effect of the popularity of this film for the rest of horror history was Scream. Yeah. Um, it, it, it changed the way people made horror movies completely. Very much so. And, and to a lesser extent, I think you could say Last House on the Left, really, Although that was certainly not as a widely seen of a movie. No. But the things that he did in no, that movie, yeah. even with such a shoestring budget, yeah, just an innovator uh, so many times over, as you say. And, and the Hills Have Eyes as well. I mean, oh. his, his early work, very raw, uh, brutal, absolutely brutal, but but really marked uh, a filmmaker just, you know, to, to watch, to note. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just a shame. He was only 76. Apparently, from what I read, it was brain cancer, Aww. so that's just awful. Uh, thoughts, obviously, to uh, go out to the family. And, uh, you know, I read a lot of um, tributes online, some great ones, you know, a lot of great uh, compilations of his best movie, his best work. So it was a treat to, to read all of them, but I think throughout the, the film industry, and especially for fans of horror, everybody realized what a, a great loss that was and what a great contribution he made. So uh, we definitely wanted to uh, take a couple of minutes here and pay our due respects to our appreciation for Wes Craven. So yeah, that was uh, definitely uh, definitely a sad news note that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week. But uh, also we wanted to mention um, our oh, a new we got a new uh, new friend, new fan, Dan Film Wizard 89. That's Horror Film Wizard on Twitter. Yeah, it's funny cuz he messaged us just to say that he he'd listened and, and he caught up on all of the podcasts and and you know, what a good job. And so thank you for that, but then I was just 
you know, tooling around on his, just stalking, you know, just yeah, oh, good hey, stuff. Horror film wizard. Yes. Very, very yeah. cool stuff going on. You guys should check him out. He's, yeah. he's pretty great. So right back at you. So, uh, so uh, thank you for that. And thanks for all the great comments um, as well, always. Uh, and uh, as we move on to, uh, to our top five, it is a top five, right? It's it not, is. It's not fuzzy math. Nope. Although I think looking at your notes here, uh, there's a lot of fun um, film devils to mention that didn't make the cut. Yes. And you reminded me of one that we won't, get to right yet but i i just smiled oh yeah i forgot about that one it was so great but uh we'll start at number five on our favorite film devils and that is from 1987 jack nicholson playing the prince of darkness and the witches of eastwick everything i did i did for you well i was wrong go ahead Go on, go back to your miserable little life. Go on, fuck me if I care. That's what you want. That's what you get. You're not the only three women in the world, you know. You're hurting people, Daryl. That stuff you did for us, it was great, but you can't use your power to hurt people. Don't you understand that? No. So old Jack, isn't that one of the isn't that one of the labels that people use for this first Satan? I think it is old Scratch, old Jack. I old, think so. Yeah, old Scratch. I, yeah, um, yeah, no, I think old Jack is one that used in olden stories. Anyway, whatever. He's just obviously, if you're looking for somebody to play Satan, I mean, what a great <laughs> choice! What a great choice! And his delivery was um, evil but endearing. And you know, and, and given the storyline where these three women fall in love with him, uh, you go. You, and he's gross. You know, <laughs> on the other gross. hand, he is just charming. And, I mean, I just think Nicholson was the perfect character. I mean, the perfect actor to play that character. Yeah, and it's it's one I think I probably would have forgotten about. That when putting together this list, it's not one that jumps to my mm-hmm. mind. Maybe because of the slightly comedic aspect to it, um, given he was a perfect choice. Yeah. Because of his persona. Right. And it just really lent itself to this role in such a great way. Because he is able to... You know, seduce these women into his lair, but he was just yeah, he was a sloppy, just, fat old man. Exactly. Which, but the, which exactly, which was kind of who he actually was at the time. Which is again, <laughs> my sister doesn't like Jack Nicholson. Doesn't think he ever does anything but play Jack Nicholson. Which he, I think that you can probably pick out about fifty roles in you which can. that's the case. That's, and this might yeah. be one. I actually think that he has been great many times. Oh, I but agree. I agree. This, I think he really was just playing up on his own, his own persona, which was which was a lot of fun, and he had. He had some, you know, a game supporting cast, you know, Cher, Susan Sarandon, Michelle Pfeiffer, all of them were great. It was, it's not a horror movie by any stretch. And it's actually not probably the greatest movie in the world, but it is a lot of fun and he's great in it. George Miller directed, yeah. Yeah. right? Who, I totally uh, forgot that. It's very funny. He made a mark with uh, the early uh, Mad Max movies, obviously, as Australian, out of Australia. And then he took a weird turn once he got to Hollywood. He did this movie. He did Babe. And Babe, Pig in the City, and Lorenzo's Oil. You know, it's that, like that's yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a fascinating director, and of course, came back this year with one of the very best films this year, which is the new Mad Max. Movie. And and didn't I read that he's already plotting out the next? I mean, he's back on at the, least two. He's There's back a, on the at, Mad Max yeah, train, at least and two. Uh, I want a ticket. That's right. Uh, if, if, if the last one was any indication, well, and and not only did. Um, Tom Hardy signed on, but Charlie Theron is signed on for at least one more. Oh, so nice! That's important. That's oh my god, so she was so great. great. Yeah, let us plug that movie again. If you didn't see Fury Road, remedy that. Yes, uh, it was awesome. You know, and of course, you can't talk about the Witches of Eastwick with that cherry scene. <laughs> oh that's, yeah, uh, what's her name? Um, Angela Cartwright from Alien, from the first Alien. Yeah, isn't that nice. her? Yeah, I wow. just pulled that out. I just pulled that out. <laughs> 
I didn't get on IMDb while we're recording this, which I'm not saying that I do sometimes, but what I'm saying is I didn't do it this time. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's her name. Now watch, I botched it, and I'm probably, you know, uh, talking myself up for nothing, but that, che- that cherry scene where yeah. it just goes all to... Goes wrong. Goes, goes all the hell. wrong. It goes it all does. Hell. It does. But... Uh, <laughs> So that's a good one, kind of a fun one to start off with uh, in our top five movie devils. Uh, Jack Nicholson from The Witches of Eastwick. Now we're going to crank it up a notch. Um, number four, a movie that's, as a film, not very good. In fact, it's full-on awful. Okay, there's that. But uh, it's got a great, great devil and a, a pretty darn good uh, supporting cast as well. That's from 2005, Constantine. This this world is mine. In time. You, best of all of us, Gabriel, should understand. Adam Fisher. Son of perdition. Time to go home, son. I will smite thee. In his honor. Looks like somebody doesn't have your back anymore. Peter Stormare, the effortlessly creepy. Man. Ever since he put Steve Buscemi in a wood chipper, you're like, this dude, he's a problem. <laughs> he is, but he's always good. And uh, just a perfect, another perfect choice of a guy who could play uh, Satan and do it convincingly. convincingly. And also Tilda Swinton. I was going to say, here's how, how much do we love Tilda Swinton? God. Like top five all time. My top five all time favorite. And God, she's and, great. And the thing is, this is how you know how great Peter Stormare is in this movie, is that so she plays Gabriel. She plays the angel Gabriel in this movie, which is awesome. Yeah, that was her in the in the clip we just heard. And and he actually steals scenes from her, which is you that's, gotta yeah, think. That's wow. tough. Wow, that's tough to do. Yeah. I mean, you know who also is in this movie? Uh, Jim and Hunsu. Did yeah. I pronounce that right? Yeah, Jim and Hunsu. Yeah, Rachel Weisz. Oh yeah. Uh, directed by Francis Lawrence, who did Catching Fire. Yeah. Uh, some, you know, the 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 headliner is Kenny Reeves. So, okay. It just didn't work out. Didn't Let's just work say out. not only that a lot of the um, a lot of the effects, uh, you know, once you're in hell, they're very bad. But I think there are there are a number of times in this movie where the overall look is pretty good. Yeah, I- I'm with you on the effects. Yeah. They they go a little bit too far into the um, video was, game. What was that one look. with Hugh Jackman, the ba- Van Helsing? Oh yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Awful underworld, that sort of stuff. Um, but there are times when, even in that scene, in yeah. the clip uh, we just showed, it has a cool look about it. Um, yeah. It just doesn't hold us throughout the entire movie. But no, it's awful. The movie's awful. I mean, I mean the whole, the, the yeah, effects, the look of it, but yeah, there are no. some. But yeah, Tilda Swinton, it just is mesmerizing throughout the whole thing. And then Peter Stormare doesn't, it's not a great, it's not a very big part because, well, that's, that's a requirement of the actual sort of build up to the right, movie. Right. But he is so wonderful. He's so terrifying. He's so evil. He's so convincing. Oh my God. It was just awesome. He was he was just great. Yeah, he was. He, you know, he made it worth sitting through the movie, honestly. Yeah. And and he's a guy, and I forget the um the company. Didn't he do he did a, a series Volkswagen of Volkswagen ads? Was it Volkswagen? He did Volkswagen ads. Awesome. <laughs> Because he was playing off that whole persona, and it was for comedy, Mm -hmm. and just great. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could easily always just peg him as, oh, it's the wood chipper guy (laughs) (laughs) from Fargo. And I'll be honest, as I was, you know, busy breaking my arm, patting myself on the back for that Angela Cartwright reference, I... If you'd have said, who's the guy? What's the guy's name? The wood chipper guy. I wouldn't have come up with that. Oh! I'm sorry, you know? 
well, okay. I'm, you know, disappointing. Gotta, just got to get real. <laughs> got to get real about the real feelings here. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to to uh, get that one. But now I've I've stowed it away. <laughs> I'll pull that out at another time. Uh, Peter Stormer, yeah, great. Uh, just just for seeing his performance along with Tilda Swinton together. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is 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 worth seeing. <laughs> the rest of it. She just pops in almost like a lifeline throughout the movie. Like, as soon as you're going, I can take no more moments of Shia LaBeouf and Keanu Reeves. And then you're like, oh, look, Tilda Swinton, is she a yeah. man? Is she a woman? She's gorgeous. She's creepy. She's yeah. amazing. She's angelic. She's sat- satanic. I love her. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, awesome. she's so, yeah, she gets honorable mention. She doesn't play Satan, but you no. got to you got to mention her. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, so number four from 2005, Peter Stormar in Constantine. Moving on up. And here's another one that. Uh, a, I love this a one. Small, a small part. Mm-hmm. And really, if, if you go on uh, IMDb, you go to the cast list, it takes a while to get down yeah, to this guy's name, even though it's a big name uh, since then. Uh, go all the way back to uh, 95, Prophecy, and as Satan, Vigo Mortensen. Are you a part of it? No, Catherine. Other angels have made this war because they hate you. You and all humans. God has put you in his grace push them aside they're desperate they've never been able to conquer the other loyal angels and so this war has remained in stalemate for thousands of years and while this state of affairs endures no soul can read its god your parents and their parents and so on from the beginning lie still in wormy earth of course some of them do come to me eventually for while heaven may be closed i am always open even on Christmas. Yeah, that is Virginia Madsen. Not quite sure yet who she's talking to. Wanting yeah. to know if he's a part of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> God, he's so great in this. He this is. movie is another one. What a it's just such a hot mess, this movie. You know, it's got it's got, of course, the great, brilliant, magnificent Christopher Walken, who steals every scene. I mean, this movie belongs to Christopher Walken. And then Eric Stoltz early on. Yeah. You know, I mean, and Virginia Madsen, who would go on to be an Oscar nominee in future roles, certainly not in this one. Elias um, Cotius. Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> As a rule, and certainly in this movie, he's not good. And he and, has quite a head of hair oh, in this one. You're, 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 it's like taped on. I mean, it's really it? okay. bad. Okay. It's like really badly uh, attached to his head. Uh, and um, and the storyline is is just ridiculous, and you hate it. And but it's like at times you think, no, this this could actually be a fascinating film. And at times it can be a fascinating film. But ninety uh, percent of the time, it's just ridiculous and badly acted and badly directed. And but but they have these just fascinating um, supernatural characters all the way throughout it that, that keep you compelled and it leads up to Viggo Mortensen in the end of the film who plays Satan and, and uh, the whole it's like a whole oh it's going to be a battle of the armies and it's going to come down to this little girl who has swallowed the spirit of a cannibalistic whatever and <laughs> um, and so they've got to do something about it before it brings about the, the end of the world so basically the angels in this movie are all bad guys because they want humanity wiped out because they're jealous and Satan comes in later to be like well if you're bad guys you're not with him you're with me and then they're like no we're with him we just want his attention he's like that's what i did anyway so it's a lot of just jibber jabber but the point <laughs> is think more that is magnificent because on the one hand and so and he shows up with kind of the gimp like he's got a guy on a chain like a dog he's mm-hmm. got but it's a man and mm-hmm. he's all bondaged up he's the gimp basically well, he's basically I mean, the gimp from from pulp fiction yeah. only in more chains and mm-hmm. it's very creepy and he, the guy can't see and he doesn't speak and he just gets jack dragged around i mean it's such a 
menacing image. And yet Viggo Mortensen is so gorgeous. And they really play this up in this movie. He's really super creepy looking. But at the same time, I mean, he looks like Viggo Mortensen. So where are you going to go? And and he's trying to seduce someone. And it's like, as you're looking at him, you're there's not a question like this is going to go well for me if I accept this seduction. This is I'm going to be that guy right there right. in the chains. But he still does what he can. It's so unseemly. He's so unseemly. Oh, I know. And then at the beginning, you didn't hear it at the beginning of that that clip right before. At first, Virginia Madsen doesn't want to even talk to him and starts walking away. And he says, I could fill your mouth with your mother's feces or you can talk to me. And like, yeah. Oh, wow, that's- all righty. Uh, and then she turns around, and, and at that point, she's still not, as I said in the conversation there, she's still not sure. She's asking him, are you a part of this? Are you an angel? You know, and he's being very kind of yeah. coy about it. So, uh, But I think by that point in the movie, we know. Yeah. We know who that well, is. Well, you, you, we guess pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what I mean. He does yeah. never really announce it. And, and right. then when the other angels show up, and then, of course, they sort of decide what side they're really on. Well, and, and he's the one that, that gives the sort of um, Scooby-Doo explanation of what's going on. Yeah. The breakdown of the angels, and they're, they're in limbo. Nobody can do anything until this is all decided, and that whole sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, but you're right about Christopher Walken. because Well, there's a the guy right there. I mean, he could play Satan yeah. uh, somewhere. He could have been the Pope. He, <laughs> 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 he would have made a great Pope. Everybody's going. The two people, the two people listening who saw what was that called? Seven psychopaths. Seven psychopaths are laughing right now, right. and that's why she said it because we know in our hearts that is hilarious line. Seven psychopaths. That's worth seeing. It is. Uh, it's not a horror film at all. No, if you're not familiar with but it. But it's Sam Rockwell at his unhinged best. Oh yeah. And Woody and Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Tom Waits. Christopher Walken. And Christop- Come on, what more do you want? And Christopher Walken just gets to say in a moment of reflection, "I could have been a great pope." <laughs> Uh, okay um back to it back to it and for uh, the movie the prophecy which again it's not a good movie but it's really worth seeing because there are so many great things happening and christopher walken is brilliant well, and uh, that's number three on our favorite movie devil's list so here's oh, the yeah, thing yeah you got somebody you want to mention here i do and and um, when i saw this film uh it was it was a little bit the vega mortensen satan that this this character reminded me of and it's clearly not a horror movie although it's it's uh, pretty disturbing. So Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. Um, and I didn't care for this movie. I know a lot of people really love it. A lot of people really hate it. I'm kind of on the fence, but I think that uh, that the, the, the way Satan is handled in this film is pretty brilliant. Uh, no lines. And if you if you look, if you watch, uh, and the it's Rosalind Celitano plays Satan and is very androgynous. Actually, Tilda Swinton-esque sort of a performance. Never says anything and moves through the crowd. She's on wheels. They pull her through the crowd so that, you know, you can just, you, you, you got to pay attention to yes. know that. And, and every time Satan shows up, the people around are influenced. They are. And mm-hmm. they start behaving more horrifically toward um, Christ. And it's. You know, again, the the whole movie was like a bludgeoning to the head to me. But but I thought that the way Gibson handled the Satan scenes was fairly fascinating, and I just thought she was magnificent. I agree as the devil. I agree. It was a very um, subtle. There weren't too many things in that movie no. that, were, that were subtle, but uh, it was very well handled. Just you know, getting that message in there of the influence uh, of what was happening. Right, and she was, you know, she was. Creepy and sort of gorgeous and uh, unseemly, you know. I I think yeah, she was yeah. great. She was great. Yeah, that's a that's a good one uh, to to mention in here because that's one another one that I would have would have forgotten. Um, just that you're right. Just a few few minutes. Uh, yeah, she's not of, in much. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, so well done. Yeah, Passion of the Christ. And that's just from 2000. Wow, that's back 2004. I know. That movie came out. I know. Whew. It doesn't, uh, doesn't seem that long ago. And that was no, that's under the same sort of uh, heading uh, from uh, number three, Vigo Mortensen from Prophecy. Uh, now we're getting into the, the big time. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, these are very well known and, and for good reason. Number two. Number two. Some people are going to think this is going to be number one, but you're going to be happy with number one, I promise. Okay. From, from 1987, the egg-peeling Robert De Niro in Angel Heart. Are you afraid? Yeah, I'm afraid. I'll instruct my lawyer immediately to send you a check for $5,000. If you don't want the job, I'll engage someone else. You must want this Johnny pretty bad, huh? I don't like messy accounts. You know, some religions think that the egg is the symbol of the soul. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Would you like an egg? Oh, how I love this movie. I love this movie so much. I loved it when it came out. I just love everything about it. I love the sort of sultry New Orleans that they got going oh, yeah. on. I love sweaty it's and such dirty. A, yeah, it's such yeah. a great period piece. It's, you know, and uh, and Mickey Rourke is great, and he's just this, you know, sort of handsome, sweaty slob. He's the perfect counterpoint to De Niro, who's just this, you know, well-kept, well-manicured with those fingernails. Fingernails. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that cane, and, and he's very well-spoken and articulate, whereas, of course, Mickey Rourke's not. He's sort of, you know, sloppy, potato-in-the-mouth kind of talker. It was, it, the, the two together were so great. Ellen Parker directed this movie, um, who's made many a great film, including The Wall, which is in my all-time favorites. <laughs> and uh, you can't see, but uh, Hope is wearing her Pink Floyd uh, T-shirt. That's right, I am uh, today. But uh, yeah, The Wall was great. So so weirdly visual. Yeah. Um, and this one has some great set pieces as well, running throughout the whole the whole look of the movie, as you were saying. And you know what? The the funny thing, I remember when this movie came out uh, in in 1987, and I remember because. All the talk at the time was about Lisa Bonet, sure. you know, because she was the sweetheart of the Cosby show. Yep. And all of a sudden she was bloody and naked and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, and then you see the movie and you're like, why are we talking about her? Oh, right. You know? Yeah. But, but that she was, was a the fine scandal. Job. It's a fine oh, performance. Yeah, I'm not saying that. And, but yeah, the scandal was, was who they had cast in that role because nobody really expected to see one of the Cosby kids quite so naked. Right. But, um... It's it's such a great movie and and I, I think uh, I'm not sure everybody would consider it a horror film although the, there's blood I mean uh, the, yeah. and the deaths are really grisly yeah they're Honestly, pretty bloody they are yeah. really grisly there's the the head and the gumbo I mean there's some yuckiness yeah it's a it's a mystery of course yeah. regardless of how early you figure out what's going on uh, and also looking back on it you know it's easy to do I'm not sure about the name of calling him Louis Safer yeah. I mean that's was that too much? Um, you know, at the time, it was such a... Even though they, they try to hide it a little bit, pronounce the way they pronounce it. Yeah. And he, I think at one point, maybe two, uh, De Niro corrects him on how he pronounces the last name. Well, and then so. when, when Johnny Angel figures it out, or when Harold Angel figures it out, he says, uh, he says uh, Louis Seifier, Lucifer, yeah. and, then, and then that great line, Mephistopheles is such a mouthful in Manhattan. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, De Niro is great yeah. in this. He's so, you know... He's he's got such a an, an ability to to um, dial down a performance. I mean, he can also be quite explosive, obviously. But it, but he's very in control. He's almost 
bored with this cat and mouse chase. I mean, it's like it's inevitable. He's there's no way out of this. He's just playing you. Right. And and I love that. I love that that the way that he just keeps it very. It's a very minimalist sort of a performance, and 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 incredibly creepy for that reason. Yeah, and he's it's waiting. Bored is a good word. It's almost like he's waiting for Johnny Angel to catch up. It's like, right. come on, is it taking this long? You know, yeah, someone is trailing you and murdering all these people. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it is. It's very dialed down in a way that, you know, we, t- we started this off by talking about Nicholson, and Nicholson and De Niro are, are both such iconic actors. Yeah. But you don't see too many performances from Nicholson like this, where he dials it no, down like no, that. No, not very often. Even in his, and, and I agree with you, Nicholson has frequently been very, very yeah. good. But uh, this one, uh, the Witches of Eastwick role kind of played off his persona, um, and De Niro's here does not. Exactly. No. And it was back when De Niro was still the top of his game. You know, he was still, you know, among the very best actors working. Yeah, well, you don't, obviously didn't have the appreciation for that uh, boxing movie with, uh, with Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> what was that called? Oh, my. Right match. Oh, yeah, one of the worst movies really wow. ever. Oh my god, that was so bad. That was so bad. It was bad. so bad. It was you know so what? Bad. I think in that movie, both of those guys were playing the devil. Because, <laughs> that was bad. But uh, yeah, Angel Heart, just a, a still a, a classic in this in this genre from from 1987, and that leads us up to. Oh no, we got to talk about. So one of the things about about having oh, De Niro play Satan. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Yeah, I wanted to talk about how many of the biggest names, like the biggest names in Hollywood, how many of them have played Satan. Yeah. You know, because you've got Nicholson and 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 an icon and his contemporary uh, Robert De Niro, and you can't even talk about Robert De Niro without talking about Al Pacino, who. <laughs> hasn't dialed down a performance, you know, since the Godfather Part Especially this one. Oh my God, no! And this is—I don't want to let's—I don't want to mislead anybody astray. This did not make the list. This is by no means one of the best performances of Satan on screen. Absolutely not. And it's such a bad movie. Again, Keanu Reeves. But <laughs> you gotta—you gotta say it. Al Pacino played Satan in Devil's Advocate. You just gotta mention it. Oh. He played it all right. He did. I mean, and the character's name is John Milton, which is actually much cleverer, yes, much yes. more clever than Lewis Cipher. Yeah, I'll give you that. But wow, you talk about chewing the scenery. <laughs> he chewed it up and spit it out, and just went, you know, all all in. Yeah, and it was yeah, just a, a a glory, a glorious piece of of overkill. Yeah, which of all the actors that you're going to do, who can I get to really? Well, it's going to be Al Pacino. Yeah, who can overact this? <laughs> Overact the poop out of this scene. Al Man, did he? Yeah, and and uh, really. um, Charlize, Charlize Theron. Yeah. yeah, is that one of her first? It is. It wow. is. Wow. Uh, yeah, and of course, Kenny Reeves. Um, so yeah, that one is just for almost campy reasons. Yeah, exactly. Watch that for the the campy reasons. Yeah. And then we have to mention a guy, a legendary actor who has not only played uh, Satan, he's played Jesus. And he's played an exorcist priest. He has, and he's also played a demon, honestly. So Max von Sydow has done basically everything. And uh, so he plays Jesus in the in the 65 movie, The Greatest Story Ever Told. Of course, he played the exorcist in The Exorcist. He also played arguably a demon in the movie The Hour of the Wolf. And he plays Satan in Needful Things. Yeah, that was a... a Steve, was that a Stephen King? Yeah, Stephen yeah. King. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know what he does? Again, it's a very dialed down, very... He just plays sort of a... Sort of a helpful old man well, who he, then wants something in return. He <laughs> he never gets very histrionic. No, he's certainly he not an no. Al Pacino. No, but uh, very very accomplished. My lord, has he got a list of uh, IMDb credits? Um, but uh, yeah, he's played played the gamut there. Yeah, he has. And needful things is 
not very good. No, um, it's a little boring. It is. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, they. Uh, when they're... I mean, we're, except for him, yeah. honestly, yeah. except for him, and he does this lovely job of. He's sort of, um, you know, unintimidating. He's just this old man, and then he helps. What's her name from Die Hard? Bonnie Bedelia. He helps Bonnie Bedelia get over her arthritis. Yeah. You know, he just helps all these people in minor but substantial ways so that then when he comes back to collect, they think about just letting him have what he wants because (laughs) they don't want to go back to having painful arthritis or all of these other things. You know, it's 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 uh, it's not a great movie. It's not a great story. It's uh, but his performance is very convincing. And you're like. No, this this would be how this would be how you would wind up selling your soul, not for like fame and fortune, but right. just you know somebody helps you, and then you realize how much you don't want that problem back. Well, I think in a lot of ways, it's like many Stephen King projects. It starts out well with a good, <laughs> and it just can't quite get out of it. Yeah, uh, that we've talked about before, but yeah, it definitely uh, gets a mention in the uh, film Devils. Uh, Max von Sydow, Needful Things. Uh, so that uh, that brings us. Are we going to go to number one now? Yeah, been holding it back. Yeah, uh, and it is from 1985. Another bad movie. Bad movie, but a good devil. Tim Curry and Legend. All I wish is for you to sit and talk with me, please. I prefer to stand. Silence. You've stolen my dreams away. All things change, lady. The dreams of youth are the regrets of maturity. Dreams are my speciality. Through dreams, I influence mankind. My dream is of eternity with you. That's right. Best sweet transvestite, best terrifying clown, best Satan ever. <laughs> you, and uh, did did your love for Rocky Horror influence this choice in any way? No, I really don't think it did. He is so magnificent. The the way he looks, first of all, the way he looks. I mean, he's the best looking Satan his, of the group. His voice is fantastic. Oh my God, it's perfect. And yeah. not only because he just has a great, just, just buttery baritone, but the way he draws everything out. And then there's that incredibly uncomfortable, unseemly seduction of Mia Sarah, and then she gets all goth, which uh, when this came out, I'd have been like, woohoo, do that! Um, (laughs) I mean, God, he's so great in this, and he just looks awesome. Yeah, and that was the part, the the clip there was from the great, uh, one of the great speeches that he has, uh, come come sit down, I just want to talk, and then he starts slowly... You know, turning the conversation around to to where he wants it to go, and yeah, just every every speech that he has, yeah, uh, coupled with the look, yeah, uh, definitely, oh and it's Ridley God. Scott, yeah, 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 one of his big missteps. Well, you know, to be fair, I think, I mean, you and I just don't really care for those like medieval time of dragon sprites and whatnot. No, we that's, just don't. At least for me, that's putting it bluntly. Yeah, that's, that's that's. I mean, that's putting it politely. <laughs> I don't. But uh, this one, you know, I think this has. I don't want to say cult. There, there are a lot of, of fans of this movie. Yeah. I think over the years, yeah. Um, Tom Cruise in a loincloth is not <laughs> doesn't do anything uh, for me. But I mean, just as as a movie in general, I think this movie does has it have its fans. Uh, we're not among them. No. But I think over the years, it's it has that sort of maybe not full on cult, 
but it definitely has a group of, of uh, people that appreciate it. But Well, then I apologize, people who appreciate no, it. No, that's all I right. I don't care for it. That's okay. But I, I mean, I watch it whenever it's on because of, I mean, as long as I know whereabouts in the movie it is, because I'm not sitting through all that unicorn nonsense. But <laughs> I do watch it for, for uh, anything, any any glimpse of Tim Curry, any any hint of that voice coming on, yeah. I am, I'm all in. Yeah. Like, I will put myself through a lot for that. I, he is such... He is so perfect. And oh my God, he looked so the look terrifying yeah. and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The look is great. The look, uh, if when you're, people are designing, you know, a Satan for a movie, uh, a lot of ways you can go. And, and we talked about ones that dial it down yeah. and make it quiet. But this one, if you're going to go full on yeah. demon, you know, the look and the sound, this was pretty good. Well, and then South Park, the South Park guys obviously <laughs> liked the look of this one because that's did. what they patterned theirs after. They certainly did. Um, he's a little he's a little more effeminate, but he still looks like Tim Curry's legend. Right, one. and he really likes Skeet Ulrich. He does. Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> so uh, that's our number well, one, Tim Curry. Else. But yeah, but uh, this leads us to uh, the one that I just got a kick of you bringing up under this umbrella of Tim Curry's <laughs> The Devil, and that's... Dave Grohl from the Pick of Destiny. Right. How awesome was that? Who was also obviously patterned physically after after the Tim Curry version yeah. and looked awesome. Was so funny <laughs> that well, what a bad movie that was. We saw that in the theater. Yeah, I reviewed it for the paper. Oh man, awful. Uh, <laughs> but it got me. Since you brought this up, I've been walking around in my head singing the song, the Pick of <laughs> the Pick of Destiny, and remembering that great uh, scene where. Um, uh, ben Stiller plays the guitar center guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because we just went out last night with a friends, and the guy works at Guitar Center. The guy yeah, that's last right, night, he does. that's right. <laughs> Not in a store. He's more no. like a co- corporate guy. But the whole this whole weekend, I've just been thinking about the Pick of Destiny. And that well, guy. in that time we ran into we ran into Kyle Gass at like our neighborhood pub. We did, we did this neighborhood pub that we go to. Um, we're in there one night, and Kyle Gass was, <laughs> was just, just in, there. in there with his and khaki it, shorts and his shirt, and his, just... and his you know socks, his high socks, and <laughs> like that's either Kyle Gass or someone trying really hard to look like Kyle. And Gass. why would anybody do that? Right, and I and I looked at I looked at uh, Gary, our bartender, and he said, "Yep, that's yeah. Kyle Gass." Wow, and we didn't bug. There were a few people getting autographs, yeah, and no, we, we found didn't. out we found out later that he he has got a family member here or know, something, but uh, he hasn't turned up since. But that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? And that reminds me of the time that I ran into Dave Grohl walking down the street. That's right. Remember? That's much cooler. I wasn't with him. He was here. Dave... So he could be lying. I wasn't there to witness it. <laughs> the Foo Fighters were here in town, and we were, a friend of mine and I were walking to the show. It's right downtown. And uh, Dave and his, I think, wife now, maybe at the time girlfriend, were just walking out of a nearby restaurant. He was walking to his own show. <laughs> so we just walked up beside him, and uh, my friend Archie, who's a funny guy, just said, yeah, you any idea who's playing here tonight? <laughs> And he laughed and just, he just, you know, he kept walking. That yeah. was the thing. He kept walking and a couple other people uh, saw that it was him and tried to come over to him. By then he was in the venue and it was very cool. Well, I think he said, uh, uh, I got good seats. I think he told you yeah, he had something good like seats. That. Yeah, yeah, it was a funny little exchange but, uh, but, uh, and a great show. So anyway, we're digressing about we our, our brushes with greatness <laughs> and we apologize for that. But the whole thing leads back to the fact that Dave Grohl was a funny devil and, in the pick of destiny. And Tim Curry is the best and Satan Tim ever. Tim Curry, the best Satan ever in legend. And that's our top five with a few extra favorites thrown in. So so what do we miss? Hit it as you always do, and we love your ideas. Uh, the easy way is on Twitter, uh, at MadWolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. You can also hit up uh, our, our buds, who are so nice to carry this podcast, at Golden Spiral Media. Yeah, just goldenspiralmedia.com. If, if that's where you go to listen to the podcast, there's, a, there's an opportunity there to leave us a message, and we would uh, respond in 
in kind to that. Yeah. You can go to Facebook at uh, Mad Wolf Columbus. Mad Wolf Columbus. You just go directly to the Mad Wolf website. All kinds of ways. All kinds of ways. We, we give you that. Uh, we give you those options because we love to talk about this in the, the days in between the podcast. Yeah. But, all right. So if you're in the area, we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday, the 9th Gateway Film Center right there. Uh, High Street in Columbus for a Shaitan, our next uh, Fright Club live event. And by the way, just uh, just to put it in your head, we are working on, hopefully very soon, we're going to be doing some of these podcasts live with the studio audience. Yeah. Uh, we're working on that. Hopefully, maybe in October, in October will be our goal. first one. So we'll have more information on that And coming. the other thing that we'll do at the, uh, at the Fright Club live is announce the next three... Fright Club live events. Yeah. So we'll tell you what the some next good three ones. Some, yeah, some very good ones excited coming about up. Them. So, the uh, movies coming up. We also have a couple podcasts we want to tell you about. Next week is going to be the uh, best horror sequels. You guys have been throwing us some ideas for that for the last several yeah, weeks. Yeah, keep that up. Hashtag Thank best you. horror sequels. And then the week after that, I mean, I'll physically be present, but in honor of George's birthday, he gets to pick the top five. George's Woo-hoo! George's top five favorites. <laughs> That'll be the following week. And then after that, back to me, because we're going to have evil twins. And my <laughs> back twin, to me. Back to me. My twin sister, Joy, is going to join, and we're going to talk about evil twins. Yeah, so a lot of fun. Uh, as always, keep the conversation going, and uh, we look forward again to seeing you, if we can, on Wednesday. Uh, and until then... I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, and this is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay frightful, my friends. Yeah.